There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. Good morning, St. Louis. No, that's not Tim. I, I'm sure it isn't. Let me hear your voice again. You got it all out. Oh. Why don't you just wait till next Monday? You know he's coming back. Well, I just, I always come in in hopes that maybe he cut his vacation short and he'll right. be with us. Right, right, right. It especially, happen, though, especially on a day like today, it's all about love. Mm-hmm. But nope. It sure is. And it's fine. We know. Tim will be back on Monday. Okay. Until then, I have Douglas Alvin Vaughn to my right-hand side. Here. Right here. Yes. He's my right hand. He's yeah. my go-to. Across from me is not Darren the Plowhawk Atkins. You call him Fingers Plowhawk sometimes, mm-hmm. Doug? Fingers Plowhawk is out ill today. Uh, unfortunate timing, but I can tell you firsthand, this is not like, oh, I'm sick, oh, I'm not going to come in. No, 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 no. Pilot cannot make it in today. It's not his fault. He feels terrible about it, even though it's not his fault. We love the Plowhawk. Um, so that is the case right now. But we got KG and O-Town. Thumbs Doug. O-Town. Thumbs O-Town is in the building. He'll be punch- punching the buttons. Hopefully sure not will. with boxing gloves. Yeah, he'll be punching it up. Uh, and there's... Thumbs KG, what'd you say? Thumbs O Town, mm-hmm. and he sits across from me on the dais. And T-O-T. to my left, T O T, yeah, T O T, Tyler O'Neill, yeah, uh, and then to my left, Ken Iggy Strode, and that is the core four we have today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're playing the man down, but sure, it's next man up. I looked, so we did a little pre-show meeting. We all got down on one knee, mm-hmm. and I stood above everybody, and I started just, I just started berating him. I said, yeah, I started holding people kind of. You want to bring the heat today? Oh. Because I'm tired of this. You know what happened last time that happened? What? Somebody was berated on the air. The last time we brought the heat? Well, this was off the air. This was in the pre-show meeting oh. that we had right out here in the hallway. I missed it. Everyone got down on one knee, and I started mm-hmm. I started barking at people. There was other coworkers walking in. They knew the deal. And we said the prayer. Yeah, we said a prayer. And we got going. Right, yeah. On to the radio gods. Wednesday. Yeah. Is, it, is that what it is? This is Ash Wednesday. Is that right? Uh, KG, would you mind turning up mic two just a touch, brother man? I can gotcha. hear it in my headphones. Thank you. Thanks. Ash Wednesday. Uh, that's what I understand. Yeah. I'm Catholic. I should know that, but that's the start of Lent. Lent's this far before Easter. Love. Easter is at the end of March, March thirty first. Yeah, no. Well, I guess it could be six weeks. That's all right. Uh, text in what you're giving up for Lent. Uh, we're not giving up takes, though. That's not what we're doing. We got no. takes. We got so much to talk about today, Doug. The Blues lose last night 4-1 to to the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
Uh, my contention is they have the best uniforms in all of professional sports. And what I thought would be right up there with the best uniforms in professional sports have been bastardized as the mm-hmm. Cardinals. Uh, a lot went on on Twitter yesterday involving their uniforms. We're going to talk about that. Uh, pitchers and catchers reported yesterday. Some good mm-hmm. articles coming out about uh, some Sonny Gray stuff. John Mosellock, as you said today, Doug, is talking at 930. Yeah. And you were doing a little impression of uh, what the... Well, I think he'll say, we like our ball club. We have some internal solutions. Uh, based on the arbitrage, I think we'll always try to improve our ball club. You know, we have some money, and if something happens, if there's something out there we like and it fits our budget, uh, you know, we're, we'd take a look at it. I mean, obviously, Fowler's established. Yes, I mean, I, I miss I miss the guys on the picnic table, but uh, we'll get by him. Uh, it would Sonny be fun Gray, to be down there on the Sonny picnic Sonny Gray uh, pitched. Everybody stood around and watched, and he's in the best shape of his life. Mm-hmm. Throwing, Throwing free and easy. easy. Yeah. Uh, text on in your thoughts on what we can discuss today. That's uh, the Jeff Lottman text inbox. You know that number is 314-881-TMA5, the Jeff Lottman text inbox. You can also call in 636 636- 904 TMA. I'll be honest, it's going to not be I don't know who's going to answer it. Yeah, it's going to be tough oh. to pick up the phones, but again, Why is text it so hard in. just to pick up the phone? Well, because we turn my chair. Right. And I'm just How not, hard is that? I'm not going to do that. Well, we, it's not like there's a ringer on it. What if know? I were to lean over and hit it? Ooh. Sure, but you know, it's going to be tough to reach that receiver, Doug. You got long arms. They call you slats, but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say you got that long of arms. But text in if you want to call in and we can answer. Someone who will be calking in today, though, is Jeremy Rutherford. At 9 o'clock, talk a little blues hockey presented to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. We'll also have the design air, heating, and cooling email of the day. Uh, The February standings are Blueberry Pop Pop and Kevin Miller. Each have two wins and Flocky the Smurf. I forgot to update the uh, the log here. He has two wins as well. Buckswell, Polden Groins, Tilly and Gus Grundlehort each have a win. And Doug, hmm. they're out there in Los Angeles. Tiger Woods is playing. We have the Mungan-ass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown today worth all three. Everybody but me is in this competition oh, who's in this room. Why don't you get in it? Ah, eh. And uh, you three. You three. I should have called you in last night. I got another free NBA play from DraftKings. I'm was out of the money by 98 points. Yeah, it's tough. Regular season basketball is a real crapshoot. So mm-hmm. if anyone wants any bets from me, you're looking in the wrong place okay. in that in that regard. Come March Madness, different story. But Tiger Woods is back playing this week. He is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And his new uh, clothes. I wanted to talk about that yesterday because I know the Plowhawk was real banty about uh, Tiger's new brand, Doug Sunday Red, which is aligned with TaylorMade. Mm-hmm. Uh, hideous. They're nondescript. I didn't think so. I liked the hat. I like. I like the. I missed the TW logo, and this is something I didn't plan on talking about right out of the get go. But we're just gonna do it. Uh, the TW that he had forever is so iconic. But if I had to guess, that's a Nike branding that they have the rights to, and not necessarily Tiger himself. So he's getting giving that up. He's definitely not using it in Sunday red. And Doug Sunday is spelled Sun Space. Day I don't like it. Red. Yeah, I don't get. I don't. I don't understand the reason. It's not a script. It. There's really no logo. It just has a little thing under the chest plate says Sun Sunday Red. Right, and the logo is like a tiger with the stripes on it. And all the shirts are red. No, no, I don't think well, so. What kind of sense does this make? Uh, it's. I mean, he is obviously famous for the Sunday Red. Right. So wear red. He will be. He, in the promo video, which was objectively very cool. I really liked the little one and a half minute promo video he released. He's wearing the classic black hat with the mm. new logo, red shirt, black pants, black oh. shoes. So How much money do you think he surrendered by not wearing their logo anymore? Um, 
I bet it's a fortune. I assume that he has some really sharp business people involved in his life, considering that he's a billionaire. So I would think that whatever decision they made, it was the best decision for them. I don't know, per se. Maybe he just wanted to take it in-house. I would have thought, had he done this when he was still in his prime, winning everything, more people might be willing to say, hey, I got to have some of that myself. Yeah, but he's such a legacy guy that, like... People just love wearing stuff with Tiger. Pictures of Tiger, Tiger Woods merch. It sells like crazy. But, they know that logo, but I think the logo is always the iconic part of anything. The swoosh. Yeah. Uh, you Jordan, have the jump man. Puma, the big P, uh, Travis Matthew, Peter Millar. I mean, everybody, even Adidas with the three stripe, the logo is always iconic. There's no logo. Well, it's a, there is a logo, but it's just it's new. The, they, the, there's a tiger logo. I could barely see that on any of the shirts. But the cap has the cap has it's small, but yeah, it, it does have a logo. Uh, text in your thoughts on it. I'm sure people have some opinions I on it. Uh, they do. Eric on Central West End is already very supportive of the show, saying Jackson, pump up the energy. Holy ass, get someone else to do hey. the open. Can Doug or Iggy about run point? Jesus, that's no. from Eric in the Central no, West End. You're fine at running the. And point. He's your favorite texter. Right? He is. He is. And I, I, I talked about yesterday about, about omitting positivity. Uh, is it omitting or omitting? I guess omitting. Omitting would be the leaving out. Leaving it out. Right. So yeah. omitting you're, would you're be omitting the. Uh... I'd be omitting negativity, omitting positivity. It's emitting, right? Jackson emitting. does a great job hosting the show. Don't. Thanks, brother. You know, I appreciate. I, I could host shows, but there's too many live spots and too many mentions that I would forget. That is part of the reason why I do it, just because I'm so privy to that information. Mm. So, uh, but hey, Eric in the Central West End is is very open and welcome to share his opinion on the Jeff Lotman text inbox. That's what it's for. It's for okay. opinions. It's for yeah. thoughts. Negative or positive, even though, you know, our goal this week, it's, it's a big positivity week, especially when we're a man down, two man down today. But thank you to KG No Time for coming in. Now, something that I did want to get to uh, right off the bat is, Doug, you see here to Iggy's, Iggy's right, you will see here an envelope titled Iggy with a heart over the eye and a, and a beautiful little Sing- rose. Ooh. Now, this, I came in here today about 6, 10 a.m., and this was sitting in front of Iggy's chair. So I can mm. tell you firsthand he did not know about it until he walked in, nor did I. No, I walked in. I thought maybe Lee Sand dropped something off for me. That I would doubt. consider as doubt. Yeah, I was. That was it's kind of rose that they give away on The Bachelor. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's... I had forgotten that today is Valentine's Day. Today is Valentine's. So I'm Day. sure that's what this is. I have no clue what it's from, but I'm going to put many lovers. I'm going to put all my money in on learn. Oh, What's well, a fat crank? <laughs> oh. okay. When there have been so many lovers in the past, you never know which one is eager to reconnect. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture. Well, she put Lauren and Tim on the front of it. Oh, she, her pushed, she and her husband. Okay. Oh, look at that. How sweet. Can you? Cash. Is there a little note to read? Happy Valentine's Day, and uh, that's all. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's nice. It's very nice. Oh, oh, oh you're that, frustrated. That, 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 you threw the card up in anger. Borderline crusty. What were you expecting? Some sort of love note? It said Happy Valentine's Day from the uh, Elwells. That's from her and Tim. And you're upset by and this? And her two cats. No, I'm not upset. Well, That's you kind of flipped the card no, so there was nothing in it for right. you. You thought there might be a check in there? Thought, no, I thought there might be a, like a little note. Love you. Doug, kissed by a rose. Huh. Oh, wait a minute. There is a seal. Oh, there is a note. Let's well, hear it. Well, it's, it's, yeah, I didn't. I okay. thought it was just like the name of the card on the no. back. No, sure. We want, to know, we want you to know how much we love having you in our lives and we think about your well-being all the time in mind, body, and soul. Big love and hugs to you. Happy Valentine's Day. Huh. Thank this you is the much, kind man. of positivity I'm trying to omit. Was it, now, was that personalized to you, or did that go out to everybody that they sent a card to? 
I uh, know. It's just this was addressed to Iggy, Doug. I can't. Well, and look at the envelope says Iggy, but the card is printed. No. I wonder well, if that what you, same message doesn't go. Personalized cards for Valentine's Day. Well, they just sure. had a That's the cuck. I got cucked by. You just got cucked. I got cucked by Tim. Tim and her cats. Her cats are on. Tim, her husband. Yes. It's from uh, Lauren, Tim, Clover, and Willow. Those are her cats. Okay. Uh, no, I love Tim. Tim is a great guy. Both Tims. Yeah, both Tims, but this card is from Tim. Sure. And Learn. So thank you very much, Learn. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Clover. Thank you, Willow. Mount That's Rushmore very... of Tims? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh. What's that? Mount Rushmore of Tims? Well, Tim McKernan. Yeah, well, George Washington. Tim Meadows? Love oh. Tim Meadows. Certainly we could do it. Mount Rushmore of Tims who have been Tim on the Allen? show. Tim Allen? I love Home Improvement. Um, Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. It's a good guess. T3 is what some people call him. Who's Tim the jawline king? Timothy Chalamet, but he doesn't go by Tim, so I don't think we can count him. He specifically does not go by Tim. Ren Tim Tim? Hmm. It was a tin. Tim Rendleman beat me in the Fan Page Club Championship last year, and I'm still upset about it. I hit one of the worst seven iron shots of my entire life. What'd you hit? I blade. I fanned it. Absolute hosel fan. Did you? Poof. What happens? Well, thank you to Learn and thank you to Tim. You guys are sweet. They're, very sweet. That's a very nice gift from them. They're great. They're a great couple. They are just so much in love still. It's almost like they're still in their honeymoon. And Tim uh, works for uh, an organization that collects clothes and things for the needy. So uh, he does a great job. So thank you, both of you, and the cats. Hmm. She's got a cat that comes. She's posting videos of this great cat that keeps coming to her house. It's a, I guess it's a wild cat. It's not a lost cat or a stray. It's just like it's a feral. wild cat. But she, the cat's letting her pet it, and it comes every day, and it'll, like, sit on the chair, and then it'll eat the food, and it's letting learn pet it now. I'm almost tempted to ask her, I mean, what are you going to do with it? If it's if it's something that'll stay inside, I'll take it. You're going to adopt really? this cat. I was actually thinking about a cat. Dog, no. I mean, I, I have to let that thing out all the time, and it's ah, too much hassle. Um, but a cat, I mean, he just goes to the bathroom in the house, doesn't have to leave, doesn't do much. Much easier than a dog. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I had cats once. They ran away, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind a cat. It's no big deal. So I'm going to ask her, if you're just going to keep feeding, it's going to come. I'll take it home if it's something that can be, if it can become a house cat. A lot of feral cats. I had one at my house, uh, house, one of my hovel. Um, they didn't let me feed it for like a year. <clears throat> I would never let me pet it. I mean, it would come and I would feed it cheese and I'd give it some milk or some water and I'd get some cat food and it would come and wait till I'd kind of sit down outside and then it would come eat but for like a year i would reach over to pet it. i've been feeding you for a year you idiot oh you think i'm gonna hurt you yeah maybe you're supposed to be smart i'm not gonna hurt you if i've been feeding you for a year let me pet you well maybe abused at some point no i didn't well but still i'm being nice to it for a year and then I saw it smashed in the road. Somebody ran over it. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, boy. I, I don't sad, like how it? that story ended. Yeah, it was sad. It, it was, was sad. going well. It was building up to something smashed on the road. Yeah, it didn't come one night. It's it. almost like you're saying that because it wasn't giving you its, uh, the proper recognition for your work, it's, it's penance for that. No, was it was a, sad. Uh, I actually called the people. I called Marilyn Heights. I said, can somebody come get this? There's a cat smashed in the road. You didn't so, run over it, did you? No, I didn't. I just come to work one day, and I looked. And I saw something in the road, and I... Went to the side of it. Oh, it's the cat. And nobody picked that thing up. That thing oh. was there for like a month to the point where it was just like fur. <laughs> it was just oh. so smashed. It was just fur. The buzzards eventually get it. Oh, so, but that's, but I like cats. So maybe uh, I'll ask to learn if that gray one's capable of being put in a car and taken home. Well, I don't know with your history of what happens to cats. Yeah, I didn't maybe. kill it. 
Doug, you had a cat once, didn't you? Yeah, I love that cat, Smokey. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you went on family vacation? We went on family vacation to Colorado, drove, took Bandit, the dog, with us, and left Smokey with the neighbor taking care of Smokey, came back a week later, and as we drove into the driveway, the neighbor is there with Smokey. They just happened to be there at the same time, and Smokey was out on the front porch, saw us arrive home, saw the dog get out of the car. The cat walked up to us, looked at us as if to say, you took the dog and you left me here? With that, Smokey walked down the sidewalk into the sunset, and we never saw him again. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how I felt last year when you guys went to Jamaica and just left me back here. <laughs> All the same as Smokey. Well, you could have went. If I, I wasn't going to go, and I'm sure you could have went. Uh, Doug, Smokey was named Smokey because of Smokey and the band, that, right. I have to assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love that cat. Big now, Maine Coon cat. Now, I guarantee cat. you there's not one text in there that said, here comes a Smokey story. Oh, it could have been. Guarantee uh, there's not one text that said, here comes goated, the Smokey story. I was goaded into it. Yeah, I just like hearing that story because it makes me chuckle. Oh, it's fine, it, but it was true. It was when somebody goes me into a story, oh, here comes that story again. Guarantee nobody said, here comes the Smokey story. Uh, that would be Viva la You would have thought the cat would have been over it. As soon as we got back home, you would have thought the cat would have said, oh, good, they're home now. Instead, it was, no, no I can't believe what you did to me. Cats seem like interesting animals in that regard. I've never owned a cat or a dog, but it seems like uh, that they are much more independent. Much more free oh, thinking. Yeah. They don't really need you. They need you to feed them, but that's about it. Yeah. No, they're they're loving animals. They like curling up with you. But um, one thing you got to get them to clawed because they yeah, will rip everything in your house. I don't care if you get them a scratch pad or whatever. They'll go to a rug. They'll go to the bottom of your couch. They'll just rip it apart. I don't know how much is really going through the mind of a cat. Dogs, yeah. you can tell what they're thinking. Like, my extent, dog today yeah. ran downstairs, looked at me, barked, and kind of pointed at the door. Yeah. I let him out the door, yeah. ran right out, tinkled, came right back in. Mm. That There's a real thought process that goes along with that. Right. Cat, I'm not sure if they think of much. I feel like they're always scheming. I don't trust them at all. Cats? Yeah. I just feel like they're always in it for themselves. I agree. Like, a dog wants to make you happy. Sure. A cat could care less. No. Could care less how you feel. If I were to get a pet, it would be a cat. I'd be. I think I would like that, but I would need the bigger space, and I would need the. Uh, I, I just. I. I don't want something that I have to like really take care of, but something you know I can just feed every once in a while. And that, hey, there's the cat. That's what you have to do with a cat. Yeah. Really? So if I were to ever get a pet, it would be a yeah. cat. I think. Um, I, I'm kind of hesitant to get any animals, because I get sad. I mean, we had Sam, the family dog. Uh, my brother had to take him in and get put down. He's talked about him. He's just sad. They sick him with a needle. And you're sitting there looking at him, knowing he's dying. Uh, I had two cats. They ran away. Um, then I had my dog Stroder, my basset hound. I got the job in Bermuda. I had to give him away. It's like God. I don't keep any pets. So I just be afraid to have a dog die, and I got to put it down. I wouldn't want to do that. So I'd rather just stay away from me being sad about a pet dying. I had a bunny. Somebody shot an arrow through it. Someone Jesus. shot your bunny with an arrow. Yeah, Where friend, was this? In your last the Mohicans? Someone <laughs> came into your apartment with a bow and arrow no. and shot your rabbit. The, the Revenge of Gross Mother. Oh. When I was <laughs> right when I was a kid, we had we had a pet bunny, and my friend John Ellis used to like shoot arrows. We go down to the park and shoot them in the air, and then we dodge them as they came down. Like in Grown Ups. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty stupid, but we here it comes and we run away. But he shot one in the air one time in our front yard, and it hit the it landed in the back of the bunny that was out there. Mm. The bunny would always get out and run around, but it always come back. And it was over in the neighbor's yard, and he shot the arrow, and it came down right in the side of his neck. Oh. So hold but, on. So but you... it didn't kill it. 
and it oh, wouldn't come really? back. So, like, every day we'd Ugh. be looking for it to be over there. You see it running around with an air on its neck. Oh, oh God. God. So, hold on. So, you're playing, I think, in Grown Ups, the film with Adam Sandler. Uh, Tim Meadows, actually, previously mentioned in the in the film, or it might be in Grown Ups, too. But he, either way, he's always part of that SNL crew with Sandler and Chris Rock and David Spade, Kevin James. In the movie, they play arrow roulette where they, they shoot an arrow up in the air. And so you're playing that game where you're shooting an arrow up in the air, and is it like last person to leave wins, right? No, well, we weren't trying to have a game. We just shoot it in the air and get it come down, then we'd okay. run away. So you you shot it up in the air, and the arrow landed on your pet bunny right in the neck? Yeah, and it went through, like, mm. the side of the neck and went through, but it didn't, like, hit an artery, I guess, it was just through the fur. Oh. And he, we couldn't get it. We It used to, it would always get out, but it would always come back. We'd go up to it and get it, and we'd, he'd let us bring him home. But he had that arrow on it, and he just said, no, you, it just shot me. And he'd, he'd, be across, <laughs> okay. he'd be across the street running around, he's got an arrow on his back. Peter, find out about that? So every, every pet we had, something happened. So did the bunny eventually die from I the injury? It went away, we didn't see it. It's oh, amazing how, how many crazy things happen when you start shooting arrows <laughs> in the air. Well, John Ellis was just, he was... Uh, he Real was card. Of, no, he was, he was a good friend. He was one of those people that just, you know, liked destroying things. We go down to Fort. Nice we go down to Fort Melvin to play baseball or whatever we do, and um, there was some. There was a group of Girl Scouts down there. Yeah, we were like I don't know, maybe twelve years old. There was a group of Girl Scouts down there, and there was a turtle in like there was like a little gully that went through um, that led to the creek at um, Fort Melvin. It was just a box turtle, and then all these girls are these Girl Scouts are sitting there looking at it. And he picks up a big rock and smashes the turtle. Oh, God. Just crushes it. Let me oh, guess. God. Later in life, he committed a murder or something. He's now in jail. No, That's he's usually just, how it starts. No, he was just, he did nothing. His mom passed away, and they had this little house in, right around the corner from us in Brentwood. And he used to live there. Didn't work. Just did nothing. Laid yeah, around all usually day. Usually, cruelty to animals is a huge test of a person's character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's usually a real giant red flag as to what lies ahead in your life. Yeah, he never became anything in his life. He never <laughs> really got a job or he just Stunning. He just laid around and did Stunning. nothing. Shout out to John Ellis. <laughs> John Ellis, yeah. And Paul is he Ellis, still, his brother. He's still with us? I think so. I mean, as little as five years ago, he was still living in that house. I went by and saw him one day because I, uh, I was just visiting the old homestead. And I said, I want to go see if John's still there. I knocked on the door and he answered Hey, it's Strode. So, what are you doing? Eh, nothing. It's well, I hope same a house. giant snapping turtle bites his nutsack. <laughs> he did nothing. And Paul Ellis, his brother, is Paul Ellis. Um, he turned me on to Blue Oyster Cult. Oh. He was taking us to school one day, and uh, he's got an eight track, and he's blasting this music. I said, "That's pretty good. What is it? It's Blue Oyster Cult." First time I ever heard it. Hey, guys, he was a really good guy. Shot arrows at us and mm -hmm. tortures animals. Really great guy, though. Anyway, Wonderful. let me use his government name on the radio. Thanks. It's from Zach's wife, well, Gummy. It's, it's a pretty Wonderful common guy. name, Ellis. But, well, he was. He was a good friend. We had Trump fun all the killer. time. <clears throat> Hell of a baseball player. <clears throat> he was a pitcher in Corey League. He played for the opposite team of us. He wasn't on our team. He went to the same school with us. Um, this guy could throw a ball 100 miles an hour. Oh, he couldn't throw it, it 100 was, miles an hour. You never knew where it was going, though. You were afraid to death to step in the batter's yeah. box because he would just heave back and just. There was a John Ellis go, in the could, major leagues for a while, played no, for the Cleveland Indians. No, he could. It could have went guy. over the backstop. It could have hit you in the head. I mean, you just stand there. You wouldn't even mm. swing. You just hope he walked you because you couldn't hit it. But you never knew where it was going. 
Who was it? Did Doc Ellis? Was he the one He's that the threw one a perfect threw... game on LSD? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect game or no hitter? Uh, or did he pitch in the All Star game? I think it was a no hitter. I think he walked a lot of the batters that day. I think yeah. I think it was a no hitter. You ever do illicit drugs and play baseball, Doug? God no. <laughs> Never done an illicit drug in my life. He said he said when he was up there that he thought one of the bears was holding a guitar as a bat. <laughs> we didn't even know what drugs were when we were young. Started no, but you knew pot. what arrows were, baby. Mm-hmm. We had, oh, yeah, it was pots. <laughs> well, then we got got in high school. We had pot and LSD and stuff like that. But no, I didn't. Tim out, Plowsy out. Iggy, give me the wheel. I'm taking this right off the cliff, and you morons just let them get away with it. It's from Table Rock Lake Come Monster. On, Did you enjoy any of the stories I told? Him? I, I I enjoyed the bunny story. Well, enjoyed is a strong word. Yeah, tough I, ending, but real tough ending. Oh, the cat had a tough ending yeah. too. Yeah, you're. It's, yeah, all my pets had tough endings. So. Yeah, I can understand why you might be a little bit uh, gun shy on getting a pet. Doug, speaking of pets, though, since Plowsy's out. You're going to do a little video today with for Plowsy's Pup of the Week. I believe so. Yeah, you're yeah, going to have fun. Little dog's going to be coming in I'm here, so you can see that on YouTube and some TMA sh- socials for Plowsy's Pup of the Week. That's presented to you by Chow Chow, just as the text inbox today is presented to you by Jeff Watman. And this 7 o'clock hour, Doug, we're in the Munganast, St. Louis Acura, Munganast, Burkhart, Alden Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. KG, can I hear a little bit about our friends over there at Munganass? They're such fine folks. They can help you out. Can I hear about them, KG? Munganass, St. Louis Acura, Munganass, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota, 7 o'clock hour sponsor on TMA, sponsor the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown, and the official automotive provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. And we just can't say enough good things about the wonderful people at Munganest. That's Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganest, and in the service department, Ryan Seiberg. So if you're looking for a new car, they have a huge amount of inventory on their lot. And you can go shopping right now at stlouisacura.com or at altontoyota.com. And if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, they have a great selection there as well. Just go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, get your car serviced there with the great Ryan Seiberg and his wonderful service department. It's Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. They're, they're letting me drive the Toyota Highlander from Alton Toyota. Yeah, it's my dad yeah, has. It's just a fantastic car. Oh, my dad loves it. If it's you're looking a for an SUV, car. you just can't beat this thing. Yeah, my dad it's has and loves it. Three rows of seats. Mm-hmm. Got a big infra- infra- tam- infotainment center. Is that what they call it? Yeah. The rear view camera. I mean, I can see three houses down the block. Smooth yeah, ride, too, man. It's great a smooth, ride. Yeah. smooth Love ride. Yeah, the RAV4. I can't tell you how many RAV4s I see on the road. Oh, yeah. Very popular car. They got it all over there at mm. Munganass St. Louis Acura, Doug, and then Munganass Burkhart, Alton Toyota. We also have a title sponsor in this presentation. That's Brown Croup, and you heard Ed Herman on here yesterday. Just bringing the heat. That's what he does he'll every have, single week. He'll have a show here eventually. I'm telling you. He's on our show somewhere. He's outstanding, and uh, they're a title sponsor, Doug. Yeah, he brings heat here, and he brings heat in the courtroom. Ah, uh, yes, right. Heat. That's who Ed, Ed Heat Herman. I guess that's what we should start to call him. Yeah. And we've met Terry Crouppen and Andy Crouppen. They've so, all been yeah. in the studio. Wonderful guys that you've gotten to know, gotten to love, and you know that they are the kind of people that you would want on your side if you should have a personal injury case. They've dealt with a lot of them. You know what they do? They give you a free evaluation. You just call them, tell them what your case is about. They'll work on a contingency basis, no upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid, but they usually get paid. They've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients over the years. Local company, been around since 1979 now in St. Louis. They know the ins and outs 
of all the uh, local environment here. They know the other lawyers. They know the judges. They know how the court system works in St. Louis. They're the guys to have on your side. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, you give them a call. And here's the number. I'll give that now. 314-222-2222. Yes, 314-222-2222. Or you go to brownandcrouppen.com. Make sure you let them know you heard about it here on TMA. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision. should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. I thought of a commercial just now off the top of my head. Did you? That would tie in to all of our sponsors. I, I'm going to leave somebody out, but we can put them in there later. You have Ed Herman or the Crouppens just in court doing a trial. Doug, you're the judge. And Ed Herman starts going ballistic about something. And you just say, hold on. And you put on the you put on the mittens. You put on the hot take gloves. Presented to you by EDF. And you yeah. put EDF in there. EDF, thank you for that. Okay. And then somebody gets a settlement. They win a settlement. All right, now you got to go to Mark Hanna. Right. You got all that money. Let me tell you what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be in this position if you had insurance. James you know, Carlton. Comes next. Mm-hmm. Here comes James Carlton. And, then and you, you just drive t- away in a Mungan-esque? Yeah, and you say, you know, okay, thanks for it. And they get into a Mungan-esque car. Yes, mm-hmm. we could tie all of our sponsors into a little video. Sure we yeah, could. And you go into a cool home presented to you by Designer or a warm home. Yeah, it's cold winter. in here, man. What happened to this courtroom? And as you drive away, here your hair Seth. is blowing in the breeze. Yep. Thanks to St. Louis Hair Restoration. Yep. I mean, and then you start you gambling. Go. You go across the river, you start gambling circa. Write a script. Get all our sponsors together. There's a commercial for everybody. Look at you, Eggs, bringing the heat. Uh, we've gotten a lot of text on this, so I feel like I should read it. Do not, under any circumstance, declaw a cat. Sensory and motor nerves are cut, damaged, and destroyed. Recovery from the surgery is slow and painful process. This procedure can hamper the sensations and enjoyment involved in walking, running, springing, climbing, and stretching. Quote, declawing is inhumane, unnecessary procedure that has many alternatives. And from what I also read on the text inbox, it seems like it is illegal in St. Louis to yeah, declaw a cat. Yeah, places won't really? do it anymore. Yeah. A cat's defenseless, can't protect himself. Well, I mean, it's a house outside. cat. But if they get outside, they can't defend themselves. Well, they don't get outside. That's all well, they purpose can. of a house they, cat. They can scramble and get outside. I was always told to claw them if they're ripping up your furniture. The people used to do that, yeah. Well, I haven't had a cat for a while, so I'm old yeah, and it seems like it just does a lot of damage right. to them. Well, I apologize. I don't want you to think I want to hurt no, cats. No, I no, no. Sure that's where the texture was going. That used uh, to be a standard thing to do. Right. But because it left them defenseless if they got outside, I think that was the big Yeah, thing. I always do that. If, if it's an outside cat, no, because they have to defend themselves. Yeah, they can't even but climb if they're, a tree. But if they're inside, they're never going to get outside. They don't need that to defend That crazy themselves. cat. Hey, look at Mike Lee. Uh, Todd Reesing says it's illegal in most places. Todd Racing was spare you and not talk about the Kansas mm-hmm. game last night because Missouri Can you declaw, Do you claw dogs? You get their nails clipped, right? Yeah, them clipped. I yeah, don't you think you de- them down. You don't yeah, declaw you don't them. Remove surgically remove them. You yeah. just cut their toenails. Yeah, and I, and and based on everything, it's just it's it's, it's no longer a practice done. So there we go. So I, I don't think any well if they are they can. And you know what? You, you can't like, cut them no, too short. Good. I found that out with Arky. Is that right? Arky was a West Highland Terrier. Arky Vaughn. Arky Vaughn, and his her. Toenails got really long, so I said, I'll clip them. I'll save the $40 at the vet. I'll sure. Them. And there's a, I guess there's a quick where the the, the nail kind of changes color slightly. Mm-hmm. And if you cut it too low down, that's blood down there. Ooh. And yeah, I, I did that. that. Uh. I cut them too short. And then Arky had little blood droplets coming out of all of his toes. Oh, Everywhere no. Everywhere he walked, we had bloody <laughs> oh, footprints. No. He was crying and moaning. And Pet cemetery. Horrible. 
Uh, KG, you're a dog owner, yeah. a proud dog owner. Mm-hmm. You clip your dog's nails, brother. You got a pretty big dog, don't you? Yeah, 70-pound guy. He doesn't love it, but, you know, been doing it since he was just, just a pup. So. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I'm out on all that. I can't even clip my own nails. I'm terrible at clipping my nails. I never get them even in the name. Use the emery board, and it's just emery board. You know what's good is to give him a little distraction, give him some peanut butter, take his mind off Something it. Something to eat while they're doing it? Yeah. yeah. Not a bad idea. If you just don't cut it too close, they're okay with it. Yeah. But, boy, they will squawk if you get it down right by the nubbins. You can always do more. You can't do less. Yeah. yeah. Well, I learned that lesson. Sorry, Arky. Poor Arky. Mm-hmm. I used to bite my nails terribly. I don't know how I got, got rid of that habit. It was a terrible habit. My nails look like uh, like bull weevils got to them. Bull weevils. And now I stopped, and they're pretty good. Well, there you go. Um, uh, sorry, I'm trying to log into stltoday.com so I can read the article from Derek Gould about Sonny Gray, Doug, his first uh, time pitching mm-hmm. in a Cardinal uniform. Speaking of the Cardinal uniforms, Derek Gould also had a tweet yesterday showing Michael Miles My- Michaelis's jersey. So mm-hmm. there seems to be a new jersey situation with Fanatics, and now there's new providers for the jersey, and people are not happy. Can I ask you guys? Sure. I, I saw it. What's the difference? So what it looked like to me— I didn't see any difference in Biggie, it. is that—and uh, I'm going to pull up Derek Gould's tweet right now so that I can— better. So it looks like they moved the MLB logo for where it used to be, right at the top of the neck— Right here at the top of the neck of the back mm-hmm. of the jersey. It seems they've moved it down right above where the name would be. And then they made the name smaller. Looks like changed up kind of the font and the color of the number in jersey. And then made it all smaller. It just looks cheaper, I would say. It also, the picture I saw, it looked almost like like the logo on front was ironed on instead yeah. of stitched in like it normally was. That, that... I didn't notice any of that. So I got uh, an article here. We'll start off with the jerseys and we'll get into uh, okay. the brand new uniforms designed through the use of the latest in digital technology will give actually give the Cardinals a throwback look on the field this spring. For the first time in about a decade, the home white jerseys and road grays are back for exhibition games this spring, replacing the red tops that have been a fixture of spring workouts and batting practice. All the jerseys also have a new design as Nike and Major League Baseball unveil their Vapor Premier uniforms. It is advertised as breathable, lightweight, high-performance fabric that was made from at least 90% re- recycled polyester yard. Yard? Uh, what do you mean polyester yard? Uh, it seems like a... Uh, yarn? It says yard right here. I read I here. Like I read here from Derek Gould and STL today. Okay. Uh, in a release Tuesday about the New Jersey's Major League Baseball, Cardinals third baseman Nolan Arenado, who wears Nike gear, offered this comment: "The Nike, the Nike Vapor Premier jersey is soft, light, and comfortable. It's almost like wearing my favorite shirt on the field, and so easy to move around in." That seems like something that was right from the heart from Nolan Arenado. I was going to say that seemed like it was good, right. and not yeah. from a Nike athlete. Right from the script. Uh, it felt special, like the big leagues, Michaelis said. Uh, the stitched last name is gone from the New Jerseys. The red may the red may appear a shade different, but it's not. The white jer- the white of the jersey has changed. The MLB logo on the back of the jersey has been lowered, and the last name on the jersey is more squat, thicker, and less upright. More than squat. Years. This is this is. This I feel one. like this is like one step above Great Britain's jerseys in the old <laughs> baseball oh, classic. Yeah. In Times New Roman font. Oh, That's Gould saying that. What's up? Gould said that? Uh, this is an article from Derek Gould in STL Today. And who said it's squat? And... Uh, I, 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 I don't even know what any of those words mean. Squat, thicker, and less upright? Yeah. What's squat? So I guess... Shorter and fatter? Shorter and fatter is kind of... And then less upright. He, had a, he was told to say that. There's no way he came up with the word squat. Oh. I Couldn't tell know. you. 
Uh, it says that the Cardinals had the birds on the bat for their birds on the bat. We'll go chain stitch in the jersey. It was sharp, crisp detail that, yes, gave the jersey some weight. The new jerseys are meant to reduce weight and streamline, but the Cardinals argued successfully to adapt the chain stitch logo to the new design. Okay. Is so, this just for spring, or this is what they're going to wear during the season? I am not positive on that. I'm trying to find out if somebody in the text line knows. That's the text line presented to you by Jeff Lottman. Uh, please feel free to text that in. It seems like it's only for the spring because they're talking about the spring. That's a sensitive subject. If you start messing with the Cardinal uniform, you're going to have some people upset by that. Well, this is the year that they will add a City Connect jersey. Those started about two years ago. I feel like Boston and San Francisco were two of the first City Connect jerseys. There have been some interesting ones. If you remember Tony LaRusso when he was managing the White Sox, had the South Side jersey on. Yeah. Did he have his hat all kicked to the side? It had his hat kicked to the side. That was a very famous picture. Hello, fellow teenagers. Yeah, it was very Steve Buscemi gif. I'm just Um, glad this organization's worried about the right things. That's what I'm saying. If they well, they get, may not have a choice. It could uh, be that they're, yeah. that they're told this is what you're going to wear now. If they went away from the stitch, that would be like wearing a giveaway jersey. Yeah. If they definitely, if they went ironed on, well, I just I couldn't imagine a world in which a major league baseball team is wearing ironed on. Well, how about t-shirts? <laughs> yeah, just wear a t-shirt. Well, I mean, I guess like they're lighter. They're lighter and more squat. In the '80s, the pullover was a V-neck. Yeah. I mean, it was thick, obviously, mm-hmm. it was thick wool. It was but, still a jersey, like right, material. Right. Uh, nope, all season long, unfortunately. That's from the 636. It looks like the like a jersey that they would wear in a Christian movie about the Cardinals. That's from Ricky Rapass. Is it really a surprise these jerseys were made? Oh, nope. Uh, the shape of the last... I shall always read the text before you say it, KG. A pullover uh, probably makes more sense than what they really wear now. Why would you want an athletic piece of, a, piece of clothing that has buttons on it? Yeah, the bu- slide all the time, <laughs> and you want to slide on buttons? Don't I miss? I'm at three-quarter zip. That's not bad. That wouldn't, you don't want to slide on a zipper either. <laughs> the stirrup socks. Yeah, yeah. I love those. Yeah. Made no sense at all, but everyone wore them. Yeah, so what's the point? Went along with what was the point? It. I don't know. They like, kind of look like a jockey. You had to wear white, they call them white sanitary socks underneath them that pull up almost to your knee, and then have these stirrup socks that you had struggled to get them to stay up. Nobody taped them up, as I remember. You had to fold them in a certain way so yeah. that they would stay. Mine went up over my knee, so they stayed, and then you pull the pants down. And just Sometimes, you know, we always had the uh, stripes showing. Then as time went on, you just showed the uh, stirrups, and now you just wear basically Lululemons out there. Yeah. I don't know if George Hendricks started that. He was one of the first I remember to wear pants all the way down to his shoes, where you couldn't even see the socks. Really? But now they all do it. Oh, yeah, Most yeah. of them do it. Yeah. Well, Adam Wainwright used to show the socks a little high, bit. High Sock Sunday. Yeah. It was famous High Sock Sunday. Most all... of them show no socks. Oh, and just... if they do, I think the, the stirrup look is is all one sock. Yeah. Right. Just think if you, you know, played baseball back in the 20s, you're wearing basically wool burlap in 100-degree weather. Babe Ruth's got on wool. Those guys had to be sweating their ass off. Yeah. Did the White Sox do shorts as a gimmick one time? Yeah, yes. they did. Yeah. It looked like a softball team. Yeah. Bill Vec. Mm-hmm. Didn't go over well. Yeah, I can't imagine sliding wearing shorts. No. It'd be ridiculous. Have you ever done that in the softball game, Doug, where you, you, you accidentally take it too seriously and oh, you slide? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to get a nice little strawberry. You used to have to wear sh- sliding shorts, sliding pants under the uniform. I still wear those for basketball. You wear sliding pants in basketball? Yeah, uh, compression shorts. Yeah. yeah, compression shorts. And what are you compressing? My love. Oh! 
clip that off. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. How does that come into play in a basketball game? All my underwear, and I, I wasn't planning on talking about my U-Trow until at least the 9 o'clock hour, but I guess we'll get to it now. All my underwear is boxer briefs, mm-hmm. kind of the newer style. You can't wear that. No one wears a jock anymore, I guess. No. Well, I, I never, why would you wear a jock in basketball? Are you really? Yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. the cup in and everything. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you'd ever wear a jock in basketball. Yeah, nobody's going to hit you in the nuts in basketball. Well, I, I mean, you might, that, but yeah, that'd be so restrictive. Does anyone wear one anywhere anymore? Baseball? Oh, well, okay, so like the new compression shorts, the new sliding shorts that you talk about, have a little pouch. For your cup. For the cup. Right. Or other things, maybe. One of the most shocking things to me is that most of the guys in NFL football don't wear a cup. I know. Isn't that weird? I mean, I guess if you're playing, it depends on the position. Like, if you were playing. If you're playing anything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a position where you Baseball, baseball, hockey. I mean, you have to. Baseball, they do. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Outfielders, I don't think, do. Really? Yeah, outfielders and pitchers don't wear them. You still might get hit with a pitch. A foul tip, go up, back up into your nuts. Oh, well, I mean, we all know what happened with Yadi in his situation, which yeah. led to a new designed cup for catchers, so yeah. that that situation never would happen again. Because uh, I would be, that would be my last day playing baseball if that yeah. happened to me. You talk about losing the will to live. <laughs> you get hit with a foul ball up in there, and you just want to die right oh, there. Oh, you ever see the uh, TikTok videos uh, of that guy? He's pretty famous now. He he announces, he picks things, and he he becomes the announcer. Like uh, whether it be a softball game or a guy skiing. Oh yeah, he has like the really good broadcast voice. Yeah, he's got and a great voice. And he like curses and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know hey, about. right in the roast beef we call that. Mm. And it's pretty funny. He does all these different uh, sporting events and just starts announcing himself. He's become pretty popular. Is that Bob Minery? That guy? I think that is. Yeah. Is that him? I think it's. Bob he used Minery. to do a lot of those like kind of working blue announcing some of those highlights. Yeah, that's what he does. He blew up, too. He oh, he's with somebody. Nelk Boys yeah. forever. Um, I was a shortstop and didn't wear a cup. I just tucked it in like Doug does when he's uh, acting like one of my call girls. That's no. from Jackson's Lone Wispy Pube. Uh, only get five uniform options, so these two new ones plus the Saturday Blue and the Home Saturday Whites plus the City Connect means the Red Spring ones are out. That makes sense. So the, they are introduced, but they would never wear the red spring training ones during the season. And I kind of yeah. like that. You know, a lot of Major League Baseball teams have, like, a, a third jersey that has, like, their main color that they mm-hmm. put on top of you, the white or gray pants. I kind of like that the Cardinals never had that. I guess the, the power blues are that, but at least the pants are the same color. When you say City Connect, does that mean we're going to get a uniform with an arch on it or something? Uh, so, they're re- I mean, if you, like, some of the uniforms that have come out to City Connect, Doug, are, are kind of goofy. Um, so, I believe the plan is for them to be red, a red jersey. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying, like, it might say the Lou on it. Oh, for heaven's There sakes. might be the St. Louis skyline. I have a good feeling the Cardinal fans, who are usually really uh, open to change, mm-hmm. are going to love them. Uh, yeah, so right here you see the, the, the White Sox look. There's the Brewers look that say Brew Crew. That's terrible. Uh, the Washington Nationals with uh, looks like sort of rose on there. Baltimore's actually aren't that bad. That's not bad. Uh, Boston right there, Doug. How do you like that uh, Boston look? Yellow Boston Red Sox yellow uniform. And blue. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. Uh, you can see Colorado's right there, Doug, with the white belt. <laughs> Ooh, I like a good white belt. But, do you? What kid is going to want a Boston Red Sox jersey? And, yeah, give me the yellow one. Right. I mean, it all goes back to, like, I guess you could sell these jerseys and people like it. I personally don't. I, I think baseball more so than any other sport maybe – 
like the best uniforms are the classic ones, like the Cardinals yeah. uniform, the Yankees uniform, and the Dodgers uniform. For my money, are the three mm-hmm. best uniforms in baseball, and those are super, super classic. I think the Giants also have a great look. Yeah. Like, and those are classic uniforms. Once you start getting like the D-backs with whatever they got going, it's terrible. It's awful. Old school works for baseball, at least in my opinion. I don't know how other people. I think it works for the NFL too. A lot of NFL teams look hasn't changed in sixty or seventy years. You look at the Niners, 49ers, yeah. the Packers, the Cowboys, the Chiefs. They've always looked like that. I'm they telling you, changed at all. The Niners uniforms in that Super Bowl, they just looked outstanding. Yeah, yeah they that's have just great that's uniforms. an outstanding look. Is that with the kind of gold you want for the Tigers, or are you okay with a little bit that's more yellow? That's closer to it. Okay. No, no more yellow. Yeah, that's the kind of gold. That <laughs> uh, gold. Uh, we need a retro St. Louis Browns jersey or one with pink and gray stripes. That would just pop. That's from oh. Zach's wife, Gummy. Mm. There used to be a company. I don't know if they're still around. Um, I think it was, it was a new era type. But they did old-time hats and jerseys. Mitchell and Ness. Mitchell no, and Ness? Somebody else. Okay. They were really um, popular with Because I bought a St. Louis Browns hat. I bought a New York Metropolitan's hat. Might be Cooperstown Which classic. is one of those really, it almost looks like a little beanie. You know, it's a small hat. Yeah. Um, well, if you look at if you find on my Facebook page the picture of me and Jay and Zarina Dreams and Rick Wallace and uh, Zarina Dreams, she's a porn star and came oh, to PTs. It was our first porn star we ever met, and we did a charity car wash and volleyball game. And I'm I'm kneeling in the middle of the picture, and I have that New York Metropolitan's hat on. It looks like a little beanie, but yeah, they had some great hats from the old time. Uh, the Cardinal, I mean, I, I think the Cardinal, Yankee, and L.A. hat are the two, the three best. Like, I think all of the classic yeah. ones just work. I, yeah. just, I think they're just better. Cubs are pretty good uniforms. I don't like I, And I, I, people will be like, oh, I just don't think. I think the little lowercase c looks terrible. I just I don't like the Cubs uniforms, mm. personally. I prefer the White Sox. The White Sox hat is iconic. Shout out to Easy e uh, Speaking of other Cardinals, Doug, Adam Wainwright is continuing and taking more and more TV gigs as he has just been announced. Uh, Cardinals legend Adam Wainwright will be joining MLB Network, pairing with his Fox Sports gig for an exciting first year in broadcasting, as I read from RedbirdRants.com. The dust has been settled on the legendary career of Adam Wainwright, but the former Cardinal ace has landed his second television gig as MLB Network announced yesterday that Wainwright will be joining their excellent group of analysts. So he'll be joining Major League Baseball uh, MLB Network as an analyst. It was announced earlier this offseason that Wainwright will be joining Fox Sports as an analyst as well and is already slated to call 15 games for them in 2024. While Wainwright has stated a desire to slowly increase the amount of television that he does in his post-playing career, it's clear that Wainwright has already well thought of and sought after in the inter- industry. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And this was uh, um, the MLB Network thing will start on March 28th, and that's per Derek Gould. I wonder who he's replacing. I don't know. if I think it's an ad because he's also going to be joining Albert Pujols, Mark DeRosa, two former Cardinals themselves. and uh, As analysts for MLB Network, Network yeah. their studio show. I think it's a studio show thing. So he'll be calling games on Fox, including I think he's calling the London series uh, this yeah. year in June. Is and that I, what John Schmoltz? He's going to be the third guy in the booth? I think so. I think they're going to do a three-prong, which I like. Right. I like for baseball. That's I think the more prong uh, three legs, uh, three, three people. So yeah. Power of three. Yeah, there you <clears throat> Kent Rosenthal down there too. That's really, then probably Tim Karchin's down there too. So I don't uh, think, I thought Rosenthal is no longer with MLB network. I thought he's with Fox is Fox. He? Okay. I, th- I thought he was just with the athletic. I thought there was something to that. No, I think he still does the Fox thing. Um, does Costa still do anything with MLB? Cause whenever MLB had games in the past, Costas would do some of those. I like to see Costas and Wainwright do a game together. I don't know that he does. I thought Costas does playoff stuff, and he got a lot of crap 
sent to them. Now, every once in a while, MLB would have a game of the week where MLB would have a game, and a lot of times Costas would do the play-by-play. Wayno and Pujols together in studio is going to be gold. That's from Eric in the Central West End. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna. I think that's. Mm-hmm. I'm, I will be absolutely tuning in to watch that. I didn't listen to when Albert was on the call that uh, Peacock game, but I heard he was. It wasn't bad. Really solid. Yeah, I heard he was, he was solid. I, I mean, I, you couldn't ask for someone with more baseball expertise. No, I will it comes say, to being at the plate. I will say with with Pujols, it was more him telling stories than actually breaking down pitches and sure. games. You know, it was always kind of stories with him. And I think that's kind of like the benefit of doing a power of three. Doug, broadcast mm-hmm. is like you can have your play-by-play guy do obviously the play-by-play, the color guy maybe do some more analysis of the game, and then having a third guy opens up for story time and other kind of you know mm-hmm. baseball hijinks because as we've talked about before with baseball, so much downtime. You know, you don't necessarily be Vin Scully. You always talked about Vin Scully would tell a nice story yeah. doing it oh, all yeah. by himself, an mm-hmm. expert field dresser, <laughs> and weave in the play-by-play. Yeah, and the play-by-play never seemed to get in the way of his no. stories. No, yep. two-one pitch, always perfect in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Three and one. Who's the best baseball analyst of all time? Oh wow! Best I think analyst. I think Bob Euchre would have been if he hadn't been the play-by-play. But, yeah, they've done the radio. He thing. could have been. He's so good. Yeah. So I mean, just just his performance in major league alone i always reference this me and my brother's favorite moment is when he's drinking the bottle of of, of whiskey and then mm-hmm. he takes the the top of it and puts it behind his ear so he can get the smell on him <laughs> it's amazing bob you unbelievable to the card that's the best analyst yeah. Yeah. ghosting them like an okay cupid halloween party <laughs> i don't think uh the cardinals don't even have an analyst do they I guess the like they only do it. They have yeah. a two-man broadcast team. TV, they do. Jim I'm talking Edmonds, about baseball. I'm talking about base, uh, radio. Ricky Horton. No, he does play. Well, like Mike Shannon did too. He started as an analyst and then. It just seems like the Cardinals on radio came wax have just two guys who play by play and they do two innings by themselves and one will sit in the booth and there's really no analyst think, in there. I think Ricky Horton counts as a former player. Counts as an analyst. Yeah, Boski was clearly an analyst for right. years on TV. Hundred percent. But if you're if you're just an analyst, you don't do play by play too. Horton's doing play by play. I don't no. think he does play by play. Then sits down there and is the analyst and then does play by play. I think they just switch innings. But they they sit together for most of the time. I don't think I always see him get up and walk away. Are any broadcast in any of the sports still doing remote? Or has everybody gone back in person? I think everybody. I thought there were some teams that held out for a while. That uh, I remember, we had uh, an audio clip last year. Who's the guy who does the call for the Giants? He's really, really good. John Miller. John, yeah. Miller. Yeah. John Miller. He was complaining about them. He like wasn't there or something. He was had a complaint. But I think everyone's back to being in person. Yeah. Now I think the Cardinals didn't go back for a while. And they- few of those guys are upset that they were still doing it from mm-hmm. the right. studio. Uh, the NoCo turkey neck, Doug, right on time here, said John Miller and Joe Morgan are the best duo Sunday Night Baseball. Really good. Yeah, I, loved, I love Joe mm-hmm. Morgan. I think Doc, like, Doc Emmerich doing hockey, big-time hockey, was some of my favorites. Certainly for hockey, yeah. yeah. Certainly for well, hockey. I go way back, but uh, I always found Pee Wee Reese and Tony Kubek, two Pee-wee great Reese. analysts. Pee Wee Reed, you are going back now. <laughs> well, they were doing Game of the Week. Early 60s. You think ho- hockey's probably the mo- would be the most difficult one to 1, do, 000%. correct? And then what, basketball? I-, I don't know that anybody's better than Darren Pang in hockey. He's outstanding, yeah. yeah. Jamie has done a great job, obviously, but taking over for his job. But, yeah, Panger is, they're both outstanding. I like to see Jamie Rivers do a game from the, press, from the uh, penalty box with his Speedo on. <laughs> with his Speedo on? You should let him know that. 
Maybe when attendance gets low. <laughs> like if they keep having bad losses to Maple Leafs. Yeah, I don't know how old he is, but he still looks great. Jamie? Yeah. yeah. Former athletes, man. He was on vacation with his girlfriend and had that Speedo on again. What if they ask you to go down there and do a Speedo shot? I'm not, the, I'm not the kind of shape that Jamie is. Well, you could do a couple push-ups and get there. Yeah. Top light you, glisten you up. Yeah, I don't have any oil you down. I have muscles. I mean, I have a fairly flat stomach, but I don't have muscles. All right, well, let's get in the gym. We'll do we'll this for next season. Come on, we'll get we'll pump yeah, some gonna, iron. I'm going to work out so I can put a Speedo on. <laughs> God, that would be a sight. <laughs> I mean, another $1,000 to do it. By the way, I got a, a thing from Ancestry yesterday that they... Have yes. my, they have my DNA in a, oh, it's yep. in a queue. Yep. I got that text as well yesterday. So uh, I would say I'd give it about another month at least before we get the results back, Doug. But, uh, you spit into the bottle or whatever you had to spit into? Oh, yeah. I almost spilled it. That would have I might have. Oh, that might have been my last day on the show. If I, no offense to you, Iggy. How much but, spittle was in there? A uh, teaspoon. Oh. Teaspoon. But oh. If, it if any one molecule of that spittle got on me. That would have been. You would have retired. I, I, yeah, I don't I know. A clean spit. It's not a. It's not an indictment of you. If any of you got spit on me, I would. I would have liked. Except you maybe to, you, Doug. I think it'd been fun if you just spit into it too and see what kind of results we got back. But yeah, well, once uh, some of the more Eastern European roots came out, maybe, uh, maybe they would have thought differently. Yeah. No. I don't so, think that would have so worked. when do we get the results back? Any idea? They said six to eight weeks when we sent it in. So mine that was about two weeks. weeks that was two weeks ago. I think mine said four to six weeks yesterday. We got you. You're in the queue four to six weeks. Yeah. So I would say month and change. We'll get it back. and then. Uh, but we'll have the full. My dad showed me. My dad did the Ancestry.com thing. Oh, he did? And he showed me all the stuff you can do with it. And it's really, really interesting. I mean, it's fascinating stuff. But, uh, like, the more basic stuff is obviously right there. Origins. Yeah, you'll you'll find out if I have kids or not. But the thing is with the kids thing, like they would also have had to do the ancestry.com yeah. thing. So it, it, this won't be like a definitive. Iggy does not have kids, but no, it's the it best we can do. Be. It's the best we can do given the circumstances. It's just gonna tell him your DNA makeup. Right. Right. I don't know what it does. I just spit. That's all I did. Well, that's all it could possibly do is tell you your DNA makeup. Right. right? That spit is your DNA. And if other people have supplied their DNA, then you could link them together and say these people are related. Right. It was really cool. Like there was a, a picture of my of my dad's grandfather, and he just, like it looked like a picture of me. Oh, really? It looked, it looked like I never seen my dad's father, my dad's grandfather before, and I saw a picture, and it looked literally just like me. Or no, it was my dad's. It was my grandfather who died when I was very young, and I never really, I don't really remember him. And But it was a picture of when he was, like, my age. Literally looks just like me. Just like me. Huh. It, it was shocking. And that's just, like, something you don't get unless you get to do this yeah. really yeah. cool thing. Yeah, I've never, I never met my mom's dad, um, so I never met that grandpa. I just vaguely remember my mom's mom, my grandma. I was, God, I had been three or four. I remember going, I guess she was dying. And we went into the bedroom, and I just remember my grandma laying there. I just, the only remembrance I have of my mom's mom. And you look just like her? I don't know, but it'd be fun to get pictures to see if I got pictures of my mom's parents that I've never really met. I have pictures of my great-great-grandfather from, like, the 18... In front of the covered wagon, right? No, that was grandfather in the oh, covered really? wagon. Oh, really? Really? That was grandmother with him, so you have... her father. Oh, wow. Family, going back to, like, the 1880s. And he had a big handlebar must I look nothing like. <laughs> but it's unbelievable they'd have a picture that's I mean what we're talking about 140 yeah. years old yeah oh my god well, they wanted they wanted uh they sent me an email saying 
Now, to make it better, give us a better chance of finding it, give us your grandma's name. And you, no, you do the work. Oh, if I give you a grandma's name, you're saying, Here, here's, here's your grandma, Claire. Well, well yeah, I gave it, it to you. you. supply your grandmother's name? I'm not going to do any work for them. How much work is it to say, here's my grandmother's name? Well, if you got my DNA, you should be able to know who my grandma is. I'm not going to tell you so you can just put it down there. Go find her. It's a weird stance. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Who cares? Yeah, I'd pay for it. I don't Give care. us your grandmother's name. How hard is that? It's Claire Woods. Not okay, Woods, Claire. That's all it would have taken. Claire Strode. I don't, I went, know, I don't know what my grandmother's maiden name is. Hmm. So I couldn't have given it to him anyway. Can't I went down an ancestry rabbit hole a handful of years ago, and I only use the free services and websites, so I don't know its accuracy, but I traced about 12 generations back oh, wow. to England. My great times 12 grandfather and his brothers owned a hotel in Shrewsbury, England called the Lion Hotel. It's still there today. But the reason my family came over across the pond was they accused his wife of being a witch. Wow. And they put her on trial. And the way oh, they no. did that was they tied a rock to your foot, yeah. dropped you in the water. Right. If you escaped, you were guilty, and then they <laughs> killed you. If you died, you were innocent, and the state paid for your funeral. And she passed in that trial. So he took his son, hopped on a boat, and headed across the pond. And that's, that's how... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's they give you all of that ancestry? Not, I mean, I just... I. It was like one of those scenes where you've got the evidence board up, and I'm yeah. connecting. I stayed up all night, website to website. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was wild. That's fascinating. What year would that have been? Uh, 1500s I got to. Oh, oh, man. And that hotel is still there today. The, is... There's no connection to the family anymore. It was sold sure. over the years. But I, I, that's a bucket list thing of mine totally, to go man. see that. That's well, that super been, cool. That would have been uh, probably Queen Elizabeth I, right after her sister Bloody Mary. Because, yeah, it was uh, Henry VIII in, like, the early 1500s, followed by his son, who died, like, in two years. He was a kid. And then Mary, and she got killed, I think, for killing so many people. And then Queen Elizabeth, at the time, had the longest-running monarchy ever. I think she was queen for, like, 42 years. But that would have been that era. Maybe uh, one of those people had your, uh, had your uh, ancestor killed for being a witch. I could be royalty. That's unbelievable. You could be. You could say that my, uh, what would it have been, your aunt, grandmother? Uh, they've been great, 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 Yeah, your four-time great-grandmother was killed by Queen Elizabeth. KG needs to go back and avenge her death. That's from Neil Allen Craig podcast. With a sword. Talk to King Chuck. Yeah, you could be. Robert De Niro did that many years later in two. Yeah, when you look back like that, you really have to wonder how lucky you got just to be alive today to have made it. That's what I'm saying. All those ancestors those to have survived. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I, I think about that sometimes. You're like, oh, if I go back and do it. I was like, man, I'm pretty happy living in 2024. Yeah. I, have a, I have a device right here that, like, if I'm lost, it can take mm-hmm. me home. If I need to call mm-hmm. someone, I can call immediately. Yeah. I can look up anything that's ever happened in the history of the world on it. But you think how many close calls your ancestors on both sides probably had. Oh, yeah. my God. And if just yeah. one of them had gone another way, you totally. wouldn't be here. I mean, there's millions upon millions of little moments that could have totally change the trajectory of your life or you know not create your existence and then on the thousands of bits of sperm that right, travel right. up the canal right. and yours was the one that made it yeah well, that's why life is a fascinating little odyssey doug and that's why i'm trying to emit positivity mm-hmm. because okay. we're all happy to be right. here we're all extremely lucky what a time to be alive shout mm-hmm. out to drake it's so easy for the name to die i mean you know you have one kid and that kid decides he's not going to get married uh, 
I have a brother that has one son, and my other brother has two sons. That's only three left. If those three kids don't don't have any kids, the, the Strode name dies. Mm-hmm. Isn't that correct? Theoretically, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, at least that. Unless we find out through this DNA testing that you have fifty kids out there somewhere, right. or yeah, well, some long lost cousin. Yeah. yeah, but the name won't be Strode, so it could be. Still could be. There'll Strode. be other Strodes. Just not your lineage of Strodes. Yeah. There's lineages of Seth Goldcamp, and it's with Design Air mm-hmm. Heating and Cooling. Uh, KG, can I hear a little bit about uh, Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling? Love to. Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. The place I work with, the place Doug works with, the place Iggy works with, the place we recommend you any issues with your furnace. Design Air Heating and Cooling will be out there quick, fast, in a hurry to take care of it. Designairservice.com is where you go. And now you're working with Seth Goldcamp and his incredible staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. It's designairservice.com. They've been in business now four generations. Seth is the fourth generation, and he prides himself on the legacy started by his great-grandfather, and that is... Customer service, number one. No upselling, number two. Here's the deal. This is the issue. We're going to fix it. We're going to take care of it. And I don't know how many people over the years, designer has been with us, have done business with them and raved about the experience. They're out there super quick, and they take care of our listeners. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Design Air Heating and Cooling. So uh, we're going to close out the Munganast 7 o'clock hour here because Doug, it's 810 in St. Louis. Okay. And on the other side of the break, we're going to have the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown, Genesis Invitational, Riviera Country Club, uh, balls in the air tomorrow, Iggs, and uh, how you feeling about your team? I'm sorry, I got another message from Courtney Hadwin, the fam. I don't know. Well, don't let the show get in the way of your messages. Son no. of a uh, sack ass. I, I like my lineup. Um, well, you should. You got to pick it. But it, it, I like these events, these signature events, because it's not a huge field. There is going to be a cut, but I think like 70% of the field makes the cut. Um, so you have all good players. So you can kind of get some good players down there around the 7,000, 71, 72. Then you have somebody left over to stack your lineup with the big names at the top. What are you looking for this week, Doug, at Riviera? Just ball. trying to reach the box to pull a name out. Shot shapers? They're all shot shapers. They're I'm all looking, ball strikers. I'm looking for putters this week. Cause, Look, uh, oh, yeah. Of, well, you don't want them on any other tournament. Of, I don't want anyone who can no, putt. A lot of guys don't sure. know how to putt on Poana Greens. This yeah. is five straight weeks of po- Poana. Usually the lousy putters win most of these You're going to go with Tiger? Oh, whoever I pull out, I won't be able to see it. Now you can get Tiger for like 6800 I think. Yeah, he's cheap. Uh, you know who isn't cheap, though, is going to be Max Homa. Yeah, I... I don't remember if I put him on there or not. I mean, it was hard for me not to put him on because I think he's... He loves playing his, chalk in his home. Uh, well, yeah, it's going to be the most highly owned guy because I think his last three times at Riviera were 2-1-2 two, two, or 2-1-3, two, something like that. Yeah, he definitely won a couple years ago. Um, all right, so that's going to close out our Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhart, Alden Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. On the other side of the break, we will have the Munganass Daily Fantasy Sports Show. Then at 9 o'clock, we'll have Jeremy Rutherford talking blues hockey after uh, the loss last night. But still, Doug, what would that be, 7 out of 9 yeah. across the mm-hmm. last nine games? Mm-hmm. So still hot, still got a chance to make the, a strong chance to make the playoffs. So we'll talk to Jeremy Rutherford about that. That's presented to you by Mark Hanna, and we'll close out the show with the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today. You are listening to The Morning After, presented to you 
by Brown and Crouppen.